This is the Sounding Board Podcast with Hachi and Damo. Thanks to Drinkwise. If you're choosing to have a drink, choose to drink wise. Question time on the Sounding Board for Drinkwise. If you're choosing to drink, choose to drink wise. Mark Devney from London has written this to us. Women's football doesn't appear to be attracting heavy sponsorship to make the game a fully funded professional sport. Yet the World Cup had countries stopping to watch it on TV. Brackets, pubs open especially for it here in the UK. Female media pundits are constantly calling for funding to improve the game at all levels, yet it never appears especially sponsors-wise. Why is it not attracting the commercial support and therefore what can be done to get that support? I've been a listener from the start of the show. Mark. Yeah, Mark, I disagree. I think women's sport is in a very unique position to attract support commercially. Is he right in what he has assessed there by way of the World Cup just completed? In terms of the sponsorship, I, I didn't. I didn't see it that way. What I read, I didn't either from Australia, but the, he, he's coming at it from from London. What I read, so there's two parts of the sponsorship, and then there's rights. I thought the sponsorship was was very well, like certainly from an Australian TV perspective, the big brands came to play. They all had unique campaigns. You know, Rexona and Kia and Adidas. I saw and, with uh, and Maccas, my favourite sports person, Mary Fowler. I think it was Adidas, and uh, I thought. It was. I thought there was some great marketing that went on around it, and those that had the vision and those brands were among them. Got great results from television and hopefully from our world from radio too. With the with the overall sponsorship, of women's sport, I think it's in a really unique time to capitalise on it. I think it's. I, I I think it's a really strong opportunity. I just don't. I don't agree with the sentiment. Now, should more, that, that's a London lens on it. Yep. Yeah. Now, should more. Um, that's a different issue to were the rights properly valued. I read that the total rights pool, I read this, I don't know if it's true, was about $500 million, and that was about the cost of staging the event. So it was about a wash. Really? However, if you're building something, as FIFA clearly are, it's hard to imagine the next time around that's not $2 billion or $2.5 billion or $1.5 billion or like it. Like times four or five. Well, they've, they've been building value in this, and clearly places like Seven in Australia got a ridiculously good deal. Yep. You're also getting governments really interested in the anti-siphoning part of this. Part of Elbow's $200 million announcement on Saturday was some language around anti-siphoning and keeping it on free-to-air television. Now, that means that there's a check going to a network somewhere there to help. I haven't unpicked the paper trail yet. I intend to. Don't worry about that. <laughs> you try and be part of it. Well, it's there's, it's good. And... I don't, and then there's a lot of commentary around government funding, which I get, but the government funding is going more into women's sport than men's, I feel, overall anyway, and it should. So I feel bullish around where women's sport will go over the next five. It's not even women's sport anymore. It's just sport. Mm. Um, but I think it'll be invested in the right areas. Yep. And just backing over what we have said in the previous couple of weeks, I've never been more caught up in an Australian event than I was the past yep. month. And, and that's saying something given, given I've been brought up on the, on the cricket and, and AFL mentality of, you know, a young person in this country. And that's how it always was historically done. Um, let's go. Jez, would AFL have cared slash been happy slash been able to influence the timing of Hardwick's announcement on the same day as the AFLW launch? I, it's a good question from Jez. I had this put to me after the Damien Hardwick thing went down publicly, Hutchie, um, given it was on the very same day. AFL owns, controls, Gold Coast Suns. They were launching the AFLW season eight that night, the Monday of this week, just gone. Ultimately, the cycle doesn't last long anymore, does it? It once had a 24, 48-hour yep. lifetime or lifespan sometimes. It might have a 48-minute lifespan sometimes. We do move on. By, the, by two or three o'clock, 
yesterday afternoon as we're talking, Monday. It was old news. It was old news, wasn't it? Yep. So the season launch. So initially, Jez, I did sort of um, engage in that conversation, or at least when someone posed it to me yesterday, a couple of times actually. Um, yeah, but ultimately people move on. Dan on the farm. The lack of accountability that AFL House came under from the media is laughable at best. The don't bite the hand that feeds it mentality is obvious to all that consumes media. Rolling someone out every four to five weeks when a major issue arises is a joke. Why can't someone from the AFL be available every week like all coaches are required to be? I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't mind that either. I like the availabilities, you know. So I don't yeah. mind that. I wouldn't be surprised if there's a change in that space when they finally, finally, belatedly appoint someone of seniority into the football operations role. I wouldn't be surprised at all if that person is very public in the approach to it, who that's going to be, well, they've taken more than a, or about a year to work it out and they haven't got one yet, so we'll await that. But I don't know whether anyone takes the view that don't bite the hand that feeds it. I think the AFL probably gets smashed as, as, as hard as anyone, doesn't it? I mean, I, maybe they don't, they don't respond all the time, but big businesses don't. Um, and we discussed before they handled the, I felt anyway, that the aftermath of the debacle of the goal umpiring decision on Saturday night pretty well the day after. You know my view? Availability. I'd be available every week. If TV ratings and eyeballs from the northern markets, yep. and, and this is from Patrick Weirden, are the driver behind moving the grand final to nighttime, why isn't a Sunday night game being discussed as an option? It is the prime time TV slot nationally, and the Victorian public would also then be better used to it if it were shifted to from the Friday to the Monday. I'm a big believer, Patrick, in the Sunday night opportunity. Would you go all in on the straight away Sunday night? Hundred percent. You know they won't do that though. It'll be a gradual process from a Saturday day game to a Saturday twilight to a Saturday night, then a Sunday. It's oh, there's a really easy tweak, Patrick, on Sundays. Play the early game at twelve. No, no, no. He's talking about the grand final. The grand final. Oh, sorry. The grand final. Would you go straight to grand final Sunday night? No, I'd start with Saturday nights. Yeah, yeah. Start, Saturday start, nights or Saturday twilight. Twilight. Yeah, yeah. It, it's still. It should get dark at halftime. You, you can't, cannot, cannot get your head around that they the, the the slot they now shun yep. in a home and away season is the one they use for the prime piece. But Sundays, Patrick, overall is misprogrammed for me. So twelve pm, three pm, and six pm are the three times to play the games. You play an early game on Fox, you play the three o'clock game into the news, and then at six o'clock you got a prime time game that people would love, and it'd be finished by nine o'clock in enough time for families to go to bed. Yep. Dennis, via X, Apple looks like buying ESPN. What's the opportunity for Aussie sport? Well, Is that happening? I hadn't read that until Dennis said that, but there's clearly there's clearly um, a lot of disruption in the market and a lot of potential uh, amalgamation and there's some moves from the tech players and ESPN's business model is strained. So, yeah, um, I don't know that to be true, but in, in Australian sport, there's clearly going to be tech interest and aggregation go on. And I think it's a good time to be in sport, Damo. Yep. Was Channel 9's effort to doorstop Jack Zeeble as he went in for surgery on Monday one of the lowest examples of news coverage this year? It was a horrible decision, according to Splendor Sport. Tell me your take on this. I had no issue with it at all. No issue with it at all. Yep. Retiring player gets hit outside a, an establishment the night of his retirement. On the Monday after that issue, he goes in for surgery. We've talked regularly before about the doorstop element. I wouldn't have been overly comfortable being that person, but... When I saw it, and when I saw it on social media before I saw it on the news itself last night, I, I, I think that's fair game, isn't it? As, as a media pursuit, they were respectful. They asked Jack a question. He said, I'm going to be okay, or words to that effect. Yep. And there was no hassling, harassment of him. 
No, I, I think that was fair, unless I'm misreading. Yeah, Splendid. I, I must have been. I, w- I would definitely have done it. Uh, I would have asked it one question only yeah. and respectfully. Yep. And it's Jack's right to respond or not. For all you know, he might have had some things he wanted to say. I'll get off his chest. You don't know. No, you don't know. Yep. And as we know, at the hospital in question, Hutchie, um, when I first started working with you, there, there's three entry points and exit points in that hospital and, and probably more if you really one. do. Your, yeah. 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 And, they're, and they're a phone call away from each other. You need multiple operatives. Yeah. <laughs> I think he might have gone through the front door, which might have been his mistake. Uh, one more, Hutchie? Sure. Um, Jared Do I sit by my cafe? Plowman, uh, he's got a multi-prong question, so we'll go. Has the changing of the guard already commenced at seven with Tom Brown, Tom Brown, no longer being referred to, quote, as the chief football reporter when they are chasing to him? Yes. Sorry, crossing to yes, him. Yes, it is. So they've stopped doing that. I think it's being phased out, yeah. Really? Yep. Is this a conditioning for the for Mitch? Yep. Okay. Uh, second question from Jared. Did Damo notice Fox footy showing cutaway shots of commentators live at the ground this week as a way to show viewers they were calling live? Brackets, albeit it was a game in Melbourne and not interstate. Uh, Jared, you are not the first person to <laughs> show me screenshots yep. of this habit. Um, I was aware of it only because our listeners sent it to me. I'm just trying to back off. I'm just trying to back off um, on on Foxtel at the moment because it's causing some issues. Do you want to read that last bit of? Yes, yeah, so I was one of the few months back asking Damon to unblock me on Twitter. He followed through on his promise. And fair to say, it's been underwhelming with his lack of use of the platform. <laughs> I keep saying it's not that exciting for yep. those who are blocked. All right, question time done. Maybe you should block him, Jared. <laughs> <laughs> question time done on the sounding board for Drinkwise. If you're choosing to drink, choose the Drinkwise. Thanks for listening to the Sounding Board Questions with Hachi and Damo. Send us your questions via Twitter or Facebook at Sounding Board EP. Hit the sign up button on Facebook to receive our weekly email and subscribe to, rate and review the show wherever you listen to podcasts.